1: Hi, everyone. It's a daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Tuesday, the 7th of December 2021. We'll start with the Reserve Bank because the RBA board is sounding optimistic about the economy, saying the emergence of the Omicron strain is a new source of uncertainty, but it is not expected to derail the recovery. Of course, the RBA held its final meeting to discuss interest rates today for the year. It is still buying government bonds for now at about $4 billion per Per week until at least February next year and left the official cash rate at 0.1%, but it may not be left there for much longer. So for quite some time, the RBA has said rates won't rise until there is a sustainable pickup in inflation, which it currently calls low and sees a lift in wages growth. Well, today the RBA said that that is likely to take some time and that the board is prepared to be patient. How patient? Well, uh, an SBS News poll of 19 economists reveals while five, so that's about 26%, five expect a lift next year, most expect an increase in the first half of 2023. And that includes Bessa Dena. She is the chief economist at St. George, and I spoke with her earlier. Besso, the Reserve Bank today in its statement has removed any time reference as to when the first official lift in interest rates will be. So is there a change of tone here from the RBA? And why do you think that is?
2: Ricardo, I think the RBA today really held their line and remained optimistic about the growth outlook despite the emergence of Omicron. Last month when they met, of course, they dropped the yield curve control program and they dropped that forward guidance around 2024, which you're referring to. But in their retreat, there's still a suggestion uh, from their speeches and statements, that they don't see conditions in the economy really being conducive to raising rates before 2024. Now, financial markets, of course, disagree, and they're pricing in the first rate hike for September of next year. That's come back a bit over the last two weeks with the emergence of Omicron. Prior to that, it was in July, and there were three rate hikes fully priced in over the second half of next year, We think it'll be a bit later than that. It'll be early 2023.
1: Yeah, can you tell us more about your forecasts? Why do you think that is?
2: we think that there'll be further progress on the labor market and in fact in today's rba statement i thought that the language around the la- labor market had really strengthened with the labor ma- with the rba characterizing the labor market as strengthening in terms of its recovery so we're possibly looking at an unemployment rate by the end of next year with the three in front of it, which we haven't seen on a sustained basis since the 1970s. We're also looking for underlying inflation to creep higher. Our forecast are stronger than that of the RBAs, and we think that by early 2023, the conditions will be conducive to the RBA to begin raising rates.
1: And, and how do you see these rate rises starting? Will, the, will they be slow, um, smaller than the 25 basis points to start off with, and, and what's, what's the peak
2: potentially in this cycle? I think given the amount of household debt, each rate hike will have a bit more bite to it. So we are looking for this rate hike cycle to not be as large as previous cycles. So we're looking for the RBA to move from 0.1% in early 2023 and then raise the cash rate to 1.25% in 2024. So it's quite a gradual process and we see 1.25% as the neutral level uh, of the cash rate in the economy. So, that level where you're driving your vehicle, you're not tapping on the brakes, and you're not tapping on the accelerator.
1: For now, though, the economy still needs some help, right? Because the RBA has left interest rates on hold. It's maintaining its QE program, $4 billion of government bonds weekly. What does that say about how it feels about the economy right now, especially as we figure out Omicron and any potential threats?
2: I thought the RBA opened up with quite an optimistic statement and even recognising the Omicron risk, they, they actually stated that they expect the economic recovery to continue and for Omicron not to derail the recovery. Now, I think Omicron is a bit of a downside risk. We still need to know a lot more information about it in particular, are the current vaccines effective against this strain? Uh, so I think, you know, that's really lifted the amount of uncertainty and the RBA also uh, recognised that it has lifted uh, uncertainty. But I think with New South Wales and Victoria and ACT only just coming out of lockdown and the partial economic variables are very encouraging around that, consumer spending has been unleashed uh, in those states as Australians have emerged out of lockdown in those states. But I think with those lockdowns only just being finished, international borders still shut, you know, mostly, uh, and interstate border closures, um, you know, not fully reopened, there are still some risks abounding, there's still elevated uncertainty, and I think it makes sense for the RBA to keep the cash rate at 0.1% for now.
1: That was Bessa Detta there from St. George. And the full list of who said what in the SBS interest rates poll can be seen on the SBS news website. Now, the Australian share market rose. It actually rallied after the RBA decision and statement, but also got a positive lead from the US. The S&P ASX 200 up 0, rather 1%. So the 200 up 1%, 7,313. For more, I spoke earlier with Scott Phillips. He's a Chief Investment Officer at the Motley Fool. Scott, can we talk about how sensitive the market is at the moment to any news of Omicron? Because one day, for example, we're seeing travel stocks being slammed. And then today, for example, it's doing pretty well.
0: Ricardo, I think that's exactly the story of frankly the past week, maybe even past couple of weeks. And I think there's very much a sense the market doesn't want to be caught on the wrong foot either way. And that means whenever we see a little bit of extra good news or a little bit of extra bad news, share prices are whipsawing in both directions. You don't want to be left holding a whole lot of COVID exposed or Omicron exposed stocks if the worst comes to pass. Of course, if it doesn't, you don't want to be missing out either. And we're seeing some really, really big moves in both directions.
1: So these, these big moves, the volatility, what does that say about the way the market is trading at the moment?
0: Uh, The ASX is really on a knife edge right now. Investors and traders are trying to work out which way the news flow is going to go, which way the economy is going to go, particularly with Omicron so clearly in the headlines and the news flip-flopping backwards and forwards from good news and not so good news. And that's really what's going on. People are really leveraged to that decision, that new news, and the trades are going each way respectively.
1: RBA um, decided to keep interest rates on hold, interesting in the statement that it it removed a reference, a time reference as to when the next rate rise could could come. Um, How's this all likely to play out next year, what's the market thinking?
0: I think this is the challenge. The market is thinking differently to the RBA, and this is where the RBA did remove that date reference. They also were very clear at the very last sentence of the statement saying they are prepared to be patient, a reminder to the market that, yes, they know there's a lot of speculation out there. They are still on the longer end where the market is expecting interest rate increases, maybe as soon as late next year. That's 2022 or early 2023. The RBA, of course, saying it could be there or later. The removal of the date, but the inclusion of the patient element, I think is them taking a bit of a bet
1: each way. Okay, some corporate news, Oil Search getting the tick of approval for its merger with Santos. There's a lot of activity, merger and uh, acquisition activity in this space. Why?
0: Mm. There's a lot of merger and acquisition activity in general. I think we've got very much a sense of this might be the last of the cheap money to go around. We've just talked about interest rates, of course, and where they might go next. Very much a sense that, hey, if you're going to do a deal and you're going to borrow some money to do it, Now is a particularly great time. In oil and gas in particular, though, of course, you've got bullish oil price forecasts and expectations. So if you're going to do that deal and try and get some costs out, now's a good time to do that as well.
1: Okay, given it might be the last time we speak for the year, right, I want to get your take. Looking back at 2021, what do you see as the number one markets related news story?
0: I don't want to be boring, but it's obviously COVID and the various permutations of lockdowns and no lockdowns, travel stocks, tourism stocks have been all over the place. But also, too, I think that the really fast and rapid movements of share prices based on outlook statements. Particularly in the months of August and September, we've had annual reports, AGMs, uh, the market really resp- responding super fast and super hard to any whiff of good or bad news as we try and work out what comes next, the companies that were benefited from COVID that may have a, a tough act to follow, those that were hurt by it and maybe or maybe aren't bouncing back, uh, lots and lots of volatility in and really, really responsive share prices, probably over-responsive share prices, to be fair, uh, when it comes to things like the COVID concerns.
1: Scott Phillips there from the Motley Fool.